Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Great to have your company. What a lineup we've got tonight. Mal Jacina is talking showbiz. Comedian James Colley talks sport. And our very special guest is Susie Yusuf. Susie Yusuf. What a lineup. Let's start in Singapore, where Anthony Albanese had a big week of important events. Taking part in an orchid naming ceremony, <laughs> wow. where he had an orchid named after him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the awkward orchid, yes. I think. <laughs> Albo was in Singapore for an important event. Well, Anthony Albanese is the keynote speaker at tonight's Shangri-La Dialogue, which is Asia's peak defence and security summit. The Shangri-La Dialogue, it's a major summit. And who was in the crowd? In the room tonight will be the Chinese Defence Minister and the US Defence Secretary. Dialogue is always a good thing. <laughs> With a volume knob, it is. <laughs> got to be careful. So Anthony Albanese, he gave the keynote speech at the Shangri-La Dialogue. Working to shape the future, not waiting for the future to shape us. Thank you very much. And he got a, got a standing ovation from one member of the crowd. <laughs> I think he got caught trying to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Still, though, Anthony Albanese, that's a name they won't be forgetting anytime soon. The keynote address by Prime Minister Tom Albanese. That's the one. That's, that's the one. I need to rename that orchid. Yes. <laughs> so what was the PM's main message? Well, look, it sounds like he wants to send a clear message to the region. Stephen, it sounds like Mr Albanese wants to send a clear message to the region. Stephen, it sounds like Mr Albanese wants to send a clear message to the region. Stephen, it sounds like Mr Albanese wants to send a clear message to the region. It sounds like Mr Albanese wants to send a clear message to the region. It sounds like Mr Albanese wants to send a clear message to the region. It sounds like Mr Albanese wants to send a clear message to the region. Stephen, it sounds like Mr Albanese wants to send a clear message to the region. Stephen, it sounds like Mr Albanese wants to send a very clear message to the region. Well, that's right, Lexi. <laughs> the message is not that clear. They don't even know your name. Yes. That's the message. It's Anthony. <laughs> so who else was at the Shangri-La dialogue? <laughs> Hey. Smooth. <laughs> it sounds like Mel's trying to send a very unclear message. <laughs> but the Shangri-La dialogue, it was attended by all the world's key figures. The US Secretary of Defence, Lloyd Austin, was there. And look, I think he left too long a pause for laughter. The only thing more wide-ranging than the conference agenda is a breakfast buffet. <laughs> <laughs> You know, this forum began two decades ago. That pause began two decades ago. Anyway, the Just for Shangri-Laughs Festival is continuing on. It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful event. The aim of the Shangri-La dialogue is to foster friendship and diplomatic relationships. Und willst du nicht mein Bruder sein, so schlag ich dir den Schädel ein. In English, that translates as, if you don't want to be my brother, I'll knock in your skull. Beautiful. Beautiful message. <laughs> I was watching the Shangri-La dialogue. And, Car <laughs> and Carlito Galvez, the officer in charge of the Philippines Department of Defence, quoted an Aussie TV theme song. As the old adage goes, good fences make good neighbours. <laughs> it is only when neighbours have clear boundaries 
and respect for such boundaries would relations remain genuine, genuine, genuinely amicable. He went on to say... Neighbours. As it is only when neighbours have clear boundaries and respect for such boundaries... That's when Genuinely amicable. <laughs> That's true. Well done. Well done. We're heading back home, and gee, it's been a big week. It's been described as the trial of the century. The trial of the century. The trial of the century. The trial of tandem skydiving over the Smith <laughs> trial. Not the right trial. No, we are talking about Ben Robert Smith's defamation trial. Which made big news here on 10. Hello, Lachlan Kennedy here. Hope you're having a pleasant afternoon. We are breaking into regular programming right now. Wow, what was the regular programming? This is Judge Judy. <laughs> Channel 10 did send a crew to court. This is The View from outside the federal court. Don't know why we sent Grant Denyer as the camera operator, <laughs> to be honest, but... Uh... <laughs> Got to capture that tandem skydive at yes. the same time. <laughs> All the networks invited legal experts to discuss the case. Though I think senior lawyer Justin Quill forgot the difference between a court report and a sport report. It's obviously turned out to be an absolute own goal. The uh, goalposts are very much in a boxing match with one arm tied behind your back. It was a real slam dunk of a judgment. <laughs> It was a trial of two halves, wasn't it? <laughs> Moving on, what's dominating discussion in New South Wales? Well, it's fair to say Central Coast Council's shambolic and it's getting only worse, and I'll tell you why in a second, but you don't want to miss this. The Harvey Norman car park sale is on right now. <laughs> two big stories. <laughs> Meanwhile, what was the big topic on talkback radio in Victoria? The McSpicy range at Macca's. That's juicy chicken covered in a crispy, mouth-wateringly spicy coating. But the big question for fans is this. Do you go all out for the sheer power of the McSpicy or do you take on the big hits of Macca's spicy chicken McNuggets? Then there's always the option that definitely brings something extra to the table, the cheese and bacon McSpicy. So what will it be? The McSpicy, spicy chicken nuggets or the mighty cheese and bacon McSpicy? We don't have time for the full menu. Um... Um, a McWelfare check. But... I'd open the door on that radio studio, <laughs> by the way. Moving on, and let's head to Western Australia where Premier Mark McGowan is gone. Now, you might remember we showed you this clip last week. All right, he's actually going to be driving, probably because he wouldn't actually... Oh, sorry, he's being driven. Yes, he doesn't have to drive tonight. Oh, he's, he's driving. He's driving. Oh, sorry, he's driving. <laughs> Anthony, he's driving. Yep, he's in the front seat behind the wheel. Heading straight for the Harvey Norman car park sale. <laughs> They're obsessed with Mark McGowan's driving over there. Thankfully, we've moved on from that. He drove himself to work today. Driving himself to work. Driving himself for a change, <laughs> no longer sitting in the back seat, now behind the wheel of his own car. <laughs> he was in the drive-thru pick-up and McSpicy. Yeah. <laughs> or do you go the McChicken? That's the big question. <laughs> So Mark McGowan, he stepped down on Friday. And he's got some big plans for his future. Premier Mark McGowan is preparing for life after office. I'm going to watch some Netflix. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, do some walking. Well, quite a sexy. You want to come back to my place for some Netflix and walking? Yes. <laughs> Before Mark McGowan left office, he had one final job to do. Awarding Western Australian of the Year. Mrs Gina Reinhardt AO. The country's richest person taking home the award for her philanthropy and business success. 
a real riches to riches story. <laughs> well done, Gina. A great Aussie battler yes. getting an opportunity. Also one for her services to netball. So well done, Gina Reinhardt. Love your work. She, she doesn't own this network, does she? <laughs> just check that out. So with Mark McGowan gone, Mel, the main question was... Do you think Roger Cook is going to be the next Premier of WI? Minister, who are you supporting to be the next Premier? I'm not getting into that. I'm really sorry. Did you watch Succession last night? Let's stick with Mark McGowan. Let's focus on the politics. So who will replace him? His longtime deputy, Roger Cook, after a short but tumultuous leadership race among the Labor Party here in Western Australia. <laughs> He's just come from a wet T-shirt contest. <laughs> Look, Roger Cook is the new Premier of Western Australia after getting the backing of the big unions. They combined with the party's right to vote for Roger Cook. They also called on Rita Safiotti of Metronet fame. Not sure we need the Instagram filters. Yes, but where have we seen that before? <laughs> Weirdly, it doesn't look that wrong. No, it doesn't, does it? But it's clear Roger Cook has made a big impression on the voters of WA. And his popularity went up and up from there. So I think that's a big factor. Yeah, I do. So I think Robin Cook will be... Is his name Robin? Roger, Roger. Roger Cook. Roger Cook, that's the one. We've got to take a break back with more in the cheap seats. You're watching The Cheap Seats. And two, our top story tonight. Now, a beluga whale suspected of being a Russian-trained spy <laughs> has reappeared off the coast of Sweden. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> Asking directions to Ukraine. Yeah. Um, me meanwhile, in Australia... Seems the chimpanzees at Rockhampton Zoo could be the next Picasso. <laughs> slow news day but animals are popping up everywhere which he will find very uncomfortable indeed but in terms of his agenda he's looking to reform the way the press Oops. operates <laughs> uh, not just that cat was the next van gogh so, yeah. big news stories <laughs> and speaking of big the iconic subway footlong sub <laughs> It even looks huge from where we're sitting. Well, we could... We could lady in the tramp, but we no. won't. No, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Not do that. Mm. Staying with food. <laughs> Hundreds of people gathered in Gloucestershire today for the annual cheese rolling competition. Yes, this is the annual Gloucester cheese run. Enjoy. <laughs> It just, it's, Several people died. It's fine. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's more depressing with the cost of living crisis because they genuinely just want cheese. Yes. <laughs> but it's I'd, I'd chase down a McSpicy, by the way. <laughs> just, uh, I mean, it's uh, Subway Footlong. It's Subway Footlong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Look, it's a lot of fun. A public safety group recently described it as unsafe and, true to form, at least one competitor was indeed taken to hospital. He was lactose intolerant. Well. So, <laughs> so they released the cheese. Then came the face plant of the century. <laughs> As for crossing the line, the 19-year-old camembert a thing. 
I mean, she's on life support, but go for a pun. Yeah, yeah. sure, why not? <laughs> Doctors have described her condition as not gouda. Yeah. Um, very serious. Very serious. Tell you what else deserves applause. The iconic subway footlines. <laughs> I love the sign-off to this story, though, Mel, from the BBC's Michael Colley. Steve Nibbs, BBC Midlands Today, at Cooper's Hill. <laughs> and, of course, cheese is also available in shops. Good point. <laughs> Good reminder. Good reminder. Moving on, and a major announcement on Sunrise. Congratulations to Matt <laughs> Shervington announced as Koshy's replacement. And he got a warm welcome from the morning show. Terrific news. Uh, welcome, Shervo. Yeah, morning, everyone. Good. Today there's been a disturbing rise in digital sextortion complaints. <laughs> welcome. welcome, Shervo. <laughs> so what does Shervo love about Sunrise? The thing I love the most is sitting on this couch and going from complete elation and excitement and happiness with some of the stories that you hear about yeah. to the heartbreak and the horror and the sadness <laughs> and wiping a tear from your eye. The horror. The bloodshed. You know, it's all a bit of fun, but my favourite part is the horrors. Yes. <laughs> anyway, good luck to Shervo. He's replacing Koshi. That's a big coffin to fill. Um, well done. All the best. And I tell you who would enjoy that joke, Shervo. He loves the horror. He loves horror. Speaking of horrors, it's time to step into the station for... Crime time! So too hyped about crime. That's right, crooks and crims, watch out. We've been watching you. It's where we comb through the evidence and present the biggest crime news of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I will take it from here. <laughs> we start crime time with two big stories. Tonight on your nine Gold Coast News, police bringing in the heavy artillery, hitting back at crime. Exclusive, meet the traffic stopping jungle trying to avoid the police. <laughs> Taskmaster Gold Coast looks good. It's coming yes, soon. Right. There has been a big break-in. Attempt one Thursday, just after midnight, but they can't crack the glass despite trying with various tools for 15 minutes. <laughs> it's shocking the teaspoon didn't yeah. work. It got better from there. Good job at ticking in the ATM, but that wasn't moving anywhere. So they went for the tills, and the plan all looked so good until they put one in a trolley. As it rolled down Norton Street, they got another one and thought they'd lost half their loot. Sticking with crime, where this car thief made headlines. Wet-handed, police pouncing as he took a stolen Subaru for a southern suburbs car wash. The vehicle was fitted with a tracking device, ruining the culprit's chances of a clean getaway. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see the public reaction. Oh, I think it's fantastic. Yes, I think everyone should have a tracking device fitted. I think they should be mandatory. OK. <laughs> Mark a... McGowan's replacement is a bit extreme. Yes. <laughs> Kim Jong-Helen, um, <laughs> just need to calm down. <laughs> Not your jurisdiction. Thankfully, the thief was caught. Police dog Rusty first on the scene, leaving the suspect with nowhere to run. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. 
We need her in our audience, <laughs> by the do. way. Uh, people are suggesting tougher punishments. It's a huge talking point. Glennis from Beanley says we need to have boot camps again. No technology allowed. I'm also getting some of your Rocky Road recipes. Thank you for that. <laughs> Let's we'll stay on topic. And that was... <laughs> crime time. Weirdly, since we've launched this segment, crime has gone up. Skyrocketed 1,000%. <laughs> People just want to be in the segment, I guess. Yes. But moving on, it's been a bad week for some. $222,000 in just 13 minutes. That's how much Tim lost to an international scammer. <laughs> How much Mel gained? <laughs> well, you, you think you find your soulmates, yeah. and then um, anyway, Svetlana, if you're watching, I hope it all works out. <laughs> well, the cost of living crisis continues, and people will stop at nothing for a bargain. Some travelling a very long way. Yes, we've come all the way from New Zealand. I'm um, on the website, so I've seen that they're having a sale, so we've come over. She's paid for flights to get forty dollars off zip sweats. That's... <laughs> you could have just you could have just mailed it to your mum there, surely. Yeah, of <laughs> to Channel Nine, where Eliza Rugg got her weekly shopping done. Here on Chapel Street, there's at least six stores selling vapes. I've picked up a double apple and a coffee flavour. <laughs> You're on air. <laughs> Fine line between reporting and just running errands. <laughs> Let's head to Adelaide, where they've cut the cost of some school fees. The education minister's hoping the savings go down as well as this. Oh. With many families struggling to fill lunch boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you having fun though. Yeah, slam dunk. <laughs> Look, the cost of living is hitting Kiwi's heart as well. We asked, are you buying more, less or about the same amount of fresh fruit and vegetables as you were this time last year? 51% say they are buying less, 40% say they are buying about the same and only 9% are buying more. The rest don't know or refuse to say. <laughs> I'm not a huge maths expert, yes. but there is no rest. <laughs> We've got to take a break back with more in the cheap seats right after this. Time to talk all things art and entertainment. Would you please welcome to the desk our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Tresina. <laughs> so good to see you, Mel. I don't know if you saw Crime Time, but I'm sad to see that your shirt's been vandalised. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been watching this week? All right, a new season of Parental Guidance premiered on Channel 9 last night. The one thing we want our kids to be is safe. The show that's resulting <laughs> in the process <laughs> is back. <laughs> It's a show that pits parenting styles against each other for our entertainment. And last night we met the no-nonsense Outback parents. Our kids learn respect, they learn honesty, common sense, but we definitely give a little bit of tough love as well. Oh, oh. <laughs> You're all <right>, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just laughing. Sadly, the kid did have to be taken off to the glue factory. That's, that's the Matt Shervington parenting approach. Yeah. Uh, he loves it. The horrors. <laughs> we also met 
an influencer parent who is proving a good influence on her kids. I think I want to be like my mum because she's like an influencer and like she's really rich. Every little girl dreams of selling teeth whitening kits. <laughs> and we also met the lighthouse parents, but I'll let them explain. It's about arming our children with tools to make good decisions in life. Don't do that. No. <laughs> the summit finale took place on Sunday night with the Trekkers facing their most difficult challenge yet, counting. One, two. Sick girl. One, girl. two. Good counting. <laughs> <laughs> tough, tough challenge. Climb a rope and do a live viewer count as well, by the way. That's brutal. In a heartwarming moment for Trekker Jans, he opened up about why he was doing this show and who the challenge was for. <laughs> but I survived and I'm still here today. I love you, Mum! <laughs> this is for you! I reckon you could have just bought her flowers, but that's cool. <laughs> will the kamikaze rope parenting style be on parental violence? <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> F-Boy Island continues uh. on binge. Uh, <laughs> yes. Some cheers, some booze. Yeah. Uh, new intruders means meeting new guys like Simon, who won't have to look too far to find what he's looking for. Women can't resist me because I'm cheeky, I'm charming. Look, if I could fuck myself, I would. <laughs> I, reckon he, I reckon he's been asked to do that before. <laughs> In one of her first big hosting gigs, it's great to see Abby Chatfield bring a sense of professionalism to the show. The guy should absolutely be intimidated by the intruders. Are you guys nervous? <laughs> I think we found the F girl on the island. Yes. <laughs> Contestant Laksha is one of my favourites because he says what we're all thinking. In no way, shape or form are we threatened by the intruders. Look out, boys, more competition. Oh. They're giving me small dick energy. <laughs> um, I thought I'd copyrighted that phrase for my fragrance. Um, <laughs> by the way, so I, I will be suing... I will, I will be suing him. <laughs> And then there are the guys who I'm... Did you take a whiff of it? He's got a little whiff of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Little, little Whiff is the name of the program. <laughs> Sorry, Mel. And then there are the guys who I'm not sure think much at all. Well, I always feel like the ideal day would just be like, you know, sun... Sunset on the hill. <laughs> so I always get that mixed up. Sounds like someone has sunstroke. <laughs> Contestant Ricardo was eliminated. He initially thought Molly ticked all his boxes, but maybe he should have asked what she does for a living first. Today you kind of listed off a bit of a checklist of things that you're looking for in a girl. Gorgeous eyes and a perfect smile and, and someone who specifically works in healthcare. It's hard to find a GP that bulk bills, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> the three-part Vanderpump Rules reunion continues on Binge. Last week we saw James going off at Tom, but there has since been an important development. James, did you end up going to therapy? Yeah, I did. I met a very nice therapist and it's going good, it's going good. Is it helping you with your anger? <laughs> yeah, I would say it's helping with my anger, Andy. 
Someone might want to check the credentials of that therapist. Yeah, it is the card that's here, you mustache prick. Hey, just for Pussy the Pussy ass bitch. Okay. Yeah, oh, my oh, oh, no. oh my god, they look. No, no, excuse me. Hold on, me. come back. Okay. You f***ing mustache worm bitch. <laughs> Looks like he's having a breakthrough, so that's working. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm starting to see why they needed to split this reunion into three parts. Sandoval, what do you think happened? Sandoval? <laughs> I mean... Um... Uh, I wasn't there. <laughs> um, they tried turning him off and on again. <laughs> <laughs> And now to UK TV show I Kissed a Boy, hosted by Danny Minogue. It's Britain's first ever gay dating show where ten single guys compete for love in a gorgeous Italian villa and no one was more excited to show off their Italian skills than Danny. Buongiorno, boys! Buongiorno! Ciao, boys! <laughs> Buonasera, boys! <laughs> Duolingo, boys! <laughs> My favourite contestant was Bobski, uh, who didn't last long in the villa, and I'm a little sus on why. I'm like six foot three. Six so three. I hate being told that. Tall people die quicker, do you know that? We die quicker than normal people. Hang on, I'm are you changing shit now? No, no. Holly, <laughs> have you ever seen a tall old person? <laughs> it's also really grim news for you, Melanie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> They're all six foot three under, I think. <laughs> yeah. And yet we will live forever. <laughs> Good news. And that's my week in arts and entertainment. I did the dance, boys. So would you please thank Mel Tracina. It's been a big week in the world of sports, so to take us all through it, would you please welcome to the desk comedian and writer and super sports fan, James Colley! James, lovely to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. Obviously, you're, you're an amazing writer, you work on big shows, Gruen, Question Everything, The 1% Club, but you are a die-hard sports fan. Mm -hmm. You're a massive rugby fan, you almost died at the cheese rolling. You know your sports. <laughs> But you're a big State of Origin fan, and what a week for State of, State of Origin. Well, it was the first week State of Origin. It's league, it's not rugby. I won't pick you up on that, though. That's a rude, rude way to start off the show, because we just exposed that you don't know a thing about my great passion in life. He can and bear to be here. <laughs> Would you please thank James Colley? Sorry we couldn't make it longer. No, welcome, James. It's... Um, that seat, to be honest, is a bit of a poison chalice. So. <laughs> but you are a big State of Origin yeah. fan, which I know is league, because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you, your, how did your team go in the first game? Oh, they came a respectable second. Yeah. <laughs> so the State of Origin kicked off this week with New South Wales and Queensland facing off in Adelaide, where neither team is from. Great. Yeah, great. So, that's why when they started off, Channel 9 had to have the graphics team make the game look as Simple as possible. And tonight, Turbo, one of your favourites, is the subject of our Telstra tracker. Yeah, it's amazing when you see what he actually does on the field. 
and the license of Brad Fitlock yep. gives Tom Brovich to Rome. Now, left or right, coming out of trouble. Oh, wow. That's, that's it? That's league? <laughs> you understand it now, too? <laughs> not really. <laughs> All right, let me put it in terms you will get. Queensland not only won the match, but they also got the longest road in Settlers of Catan. Okay. Right. <laughs> Real Catan head did yeah. tonight. Got a couple of Catan fans there. We'll talk later. We'll trade green for sheep. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, excuse me while I do some googling. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we did it all right. A respectable second mm. place. But what was important was at the end of the broadcast, League and Maroons legend. Fatty Vorden had to wrap it all up beautifully. It is time to wrap things up here from Adelaide Oval and thank goodness for that. It's dropped about 10 degrees in the last five minutes, Fatty. <laughs> Mate, my testes are about... <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say... <laughs> 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 you oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so cold. <laughs> Don't worry, there's still two left and I think they're going to be blue. <laughs> Origins not... Both, both. Oh, my God. I describe them as almonds. I think I've developed a nut allergy <laughs> hearing that. Also, almond testes is the companion of fragrance to small dick energy. <laughs> uh, we'll be putting that out. Just fatty and Sturlo's going out on the league. Uh, the FA Cup final was also this yes. week with Manchester City taking on Manchester United in London, where neither team is from. Okay, great. <laughs> so this was a huge game for Manchester United, who had dreams of overcoming their powerhouse Crosstown rivals Manchester City and finally, finally reclaiming the lost glory of their past, which, and that dream is over. Okay, right. <laughs> it's good while it lasted, though. <laughs> so, with Manchester City taking home the cup, the celebrations kicked off back in the sheds. Hey, what's my Gucci bag? <laughs> I think I saw his almonds there yeah. for a second. I was watching his Gucci bag. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't just the Manchester City players celebrating, fans were also getting involved. <laughs> and it looks like, once again, Man City have scored within 15 seconds. Yeah. Uh, the A-League finals were also this week, with Melbourne City and the Central Coast Mariners facing off in Parramatta, where neither team is from. <laughs> <laughs> But with some Melbourne fans facing a long bus ride to the stadium, Channel 9 had a little surprise that everyone enjoyed, except for one little boy. We've sorted this mess out. We're not going on the bus to Sydney. We're straight to the airport. We've got a charter flight, fueled and ready to take us straight to the grand final. wasn't thrilled about it, perhaps because he knew what was about to happen because all those Melbourne City fans got to witness this in person. Uh, like, bad start, OK, but the dream's still alive because, well, that makes it a little bit hard. And that's not great and not ideal for that to happen either. This is pretty bad. Uh, but there's still hope and we need to charter them a bus back home. <laughs> but the star of the final was the cum dog. Sorry? Sorry? <laughs> I thought you knew sport. <laughs> is this, an, is this an, another board game? <laughs> Starts with Twister, it ends with cum dog. Uh, 
James, James, we're only allowed two cum dogs a show, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who is cum dog? Okay, so as an NRL fan, when I heard there was a cum dog, I thought, well, the integrity unit is going to want to look into that. Yeah. But it's Jason Cummings, Socceroo star, Central Coast Mariners, final game, and he even picked up a new nickname. Listen to the commentary here. Rangy strike, and he found the right delivery. Not bad at all. Cummings, second chance. one Central Coast Mariners in the 20th minute. He might be about to leave for India and become the cum dog millionaire. <laughs> the cum dog millionaire, which I googled and is a very different film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dev Patel is still magnetic though, yeah, really but he's sticky. But that's a kind of magnetic. <laughs> Um, but not everyone was impressed with the cum dogs hat trick, which is also a great move. Don't Google that. Uh, a league legend Archie Thompson couldn't help but brag a little about his own performance. You know, he's helped bring the belief and the culture. You talk about culture, this guy's culture. Comes in every day, gives everything, works hard. And when he matters on the pitch, when he cross that white line, he's always there for you. Hey, uh, Jace, uh, I obviously had that same dream, mate, but I scored five goals. Nah. And, uh, okay. <laughs> He actually called me before this and he's like, I was actually on last week and better, but have fun. <laughs> Classic Archie. I will say this about the Central Coast Mariners, though. Unlike Manchester City, they know how to celebrate in a classy way. Oh! Oh, watch out for his Gucci bag. <laughs> And finally, in the NBA, Bam Adebayo had his press conference unexpectedly interrupted. I have a lot of respect for, for Jalen, uh, and it's not just... Hold up. Hi, Mommy. Yes. No. I'm in media. I'm in media. Nah, it, it, I, I wasn't in it. Nah, it's, it's all good, Ma. <laughs> all right. So, what'd you say? <laughs> Isn't that nice? Like, a star that big still has time to answer calls from his mum no matter what he's doing at the time. That's lovely. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you seem to be getting a call. That's nah, fine. <laughs> Says, says mummy. It's probably not even her, it's like one of her nurses usually. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's the whole reason we put her in the facility so I could focus on my comedy career. Fine, I'll just I'll I just reckon, I reckon it. answer right, pick right. it up. Okay. Hello? Look, just turn it off and on again. <laughs> is it tech support? No, it's life support. It is one of her nurses. <laughs> On that note, we'll be back right after the break. Would you please thank James Cully? <laughs> Welcome back to the Cheap Seats. And it's time for our special guest. My name's Susie. Susie Yusuf. Susie Yusuf. Susie Yusuf. Oh, it's too much. Would you please welcome writer, actor, comedian, superstar Susie Yusuf. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, gosh, it's my absolute pleasure. It really is. No, right. it really is. Like, I'm not... It is. Oh. I'm happy to be here. I feel like you're not sure. <laughs> no, 100% happy to be here with both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were getting off to a good start. We had good chats backstage. Yeah, were we? <laughs> 
You were telling me your life story. I was feigning an interest. Um... <laughs> well, it says here it's great to have you, Susie. Um, I'm not sure about that. It is great to have you, Susie. You're currently starring in the new Amazon Prime video hit comedy mystery series Deadlock from the two Ks, Kate McCartney, Kate McLennan. It's a mystery show. What can you tell us about it? Well, it is about a beautiful Lebanese woman who becomes a doctor instead of a comedian and her parents are very proud. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Based on anyone in particular? No, not in my life. Oh, no, right. Don't even know. Um, no, it's about a dead body that shows up dead on a beach and, uh, and then two detectives from different worlds are thrown together to solve the mystery and other mysteries. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, you play the mayor of a small Tasmanian town and how did you get that role? Uh, well, the Kates, Kate McLennan and Kate McCartney, actually wrote the role with me in mind, which would sound like a massive compliment, except that she's super uptight, has IBS and talks about her asshole a lot. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. so... <laughs> We've got a clip of you in action. I'm with my Trent's wife before she hears about this from a dog walker. Chelsea! Elena! Did you swim up here? Yes, I did. Like a Russian sub. I'm a doctor and I'm the mayor of the town. I've seen my fair share. Oh, crap, that's a body. OK, Elena, you need to get behind the tape, please. Who is it? Do you want me to establish time of death? No. Is this a thermometer? Up the arse. No. <laughs> I thought that was, like, a really sexy Halle Berry moment, but I look more like a beached whale. No. Like, it really is an issue. It's a little more Harold Holt, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> How did you feel about your first scene? It's a, it's a wetsuit, you're coming in from the Arctic. Uh, yeah, I, was I, the I, thermometer up the arse, was that <laughs> line in the script or was that just...? It's definitely in the script. Um, <laughs> it, it was. It was, uh, it was touch and go there for a while because um, it was so cold that I was pretty sure that my nipples were going to pierce through the neoprene of the, uh, <laughs> the wetsuit. Um, no, it's actually quite cold in this studio Sorry. right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you are the mayor in the town of Deadlock, and as mayor, you do have to deal with some big issues. His body washed up onto the beach, and Kevin ate his dead face off. Sorry, Mayor Dixon's body was found on the beach too. Yes, and it's like I said in the pest control WhatsApp, when those things get a taste for our blood, we become their prey. Kevin will kill one day, Dulcie. And if it happens at my lantern parade and he eats a lesbian from the mainland, that's on you. <laughs> Unbelievable. So who is playing... Is there someone in, like, a seal suit there? Is uh, I, there? I, for legal reasons, I really can't talk about um, Kevin the seal. Uh, yeah, it's... I really can't. Because <laughs> there's been rumours. There's been rumours that, you know, that it's a real seal that's finally broken into the acting scene and that's quite difficult in this country, <laughs> that, it's, that it's a fake seal and it's housing a Portuguese family. There's so many rumours and I just... I can't. I actually can't. And it... And then it's now a McSpicy Burger. There is a whole range of sort of <laughs> interesting things. It's a McSeal deal. All that's what Your character, the mayor, seems a little highly strung. My name's Tristan Margaret. My colon is red raw. <laughs> I'm sorry if that's too much information, but um, you just remind me a lot of my mother, except more motherly. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I was worried about, because this is one of the most wonderful jobs I've ever done, mm -hmm. and the scripts are so Thank funny. You. Thank you. I mean, my second best. Oh, no, you mean... Deadlock. But also, this is, this is great. It's so good to, to meet you, Mel. And... Um, <laughs> and uh, I love that having a burning colon in a wetsuit is still better than this show. <laughs> but my parents watched the show on the weekend and they're a very religious um, couple and they had been to church beforehand and about ten minutes in, Mum said, oh, well, we've undone everything that we did before if we watched this whole show, so they just turned it off. So, um, yeah, they won't, they won't watch it. They think it's some sort of blasphemy. So that's... Um, yeah.
But you're amazing in Deadlock, but you're also amazing in another Australian show, and this is exciting, Play School. Yes, that's the ultimate. And Play School, <laughs> this is a big deal for actors because everyone wants to get on a Play School and you got on and here's you in action. Oh, that one's on the phone. Yes, Big Ted? Oh, the monkey's pretending the bananas are fine. Got it. I must be going bananas. <laughs> well, you get it, Mel. You know when your co-host is giving you nothing? <laughs> <laughs> you can catch Susie in Deadlock. The first three episodes are available on Prime Video. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank Susie Yusuf! <laughs>